oh, there's a very nonchalant lean back. Oh, I just got to fix my shirt here. Oh, it's all right. Hoping somebody notices that I, I got a one. really sweet shirt. I have two Pacific Rim versus Godzilla shirts. This is the other one. I'm guessing, like, that's got to be the ultimate end game for the MonsterVerse, is that the military gets so fed up that they're like, fuck it. I know we haven't mentioned this at all prior to the the uh, this instance now, but we have uh, kaiju fighters is what we have. So <laughs> I know it makes absolutely no sense that we would just unleash them now. Yeah. But but we have them, and we can, you know. It's like, isn't Pacific Rim set in the future? Yeah. Yeah, I don't really think they, they give a specific year. No, but I mean, like... But I think the whole setup at the beginning of the movie where the monsters first start attacking is our, our present day. Right, and we're talking, like, giant, like, mechs. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, giant Max. Could take a while to build them. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, uh, are we talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters? We are. Our road to Godzilla versus Kong continues. Yeah. Woo! Go Godzilla. <laughs> yep, we are currently going to be reviewing the. Worst rated movie so far, and the smallest uh, box office so far. Yeah, oh, I forgot to write down the budget in the box office. It's strange, isn't it, that when they do what everyone complains about, it, no one supports it, and everyone gives it a thumbs down. Um. Well, yeah, yeah. Right. But <laughs> it's it ties into what we've discussed i think on every one of these camcasts where this is like star trek where this is a, a niche market right yes so by so, following the model that they did with godzilla and kong skull island where you gave the fans of both kong and godzilla enough to hopefully keep them happy while at the same time doing enough um like foreign character work for people that aren't necessarily diehard fans of these uh, of those characters it's like sort of something for everybody whereas like this one is this is and, this. yeah and i'll say this though like when you told me that this movie was good it was just like like wall to wall like non-stop action like it's very little so i i was like okay all right if there's more story to this than than you let on so oh god no there's still a lot of story for kudos for making me like put get in my head that this was just going to be like a popcorn movie right because yeah. like i actually still really enjoy this movie like oh me too i actually didn't even bother reading any of the critics reviews just because like for me i only have a couple of things i didn't like um that I can recall, because it has been a little while since I watched it, and I meant to do a refresher, but flat out, I forgot that we were doing this campcast this week because we kept pushing it, right? Yeah, yeah. I meant to do a refresher. I was like, yeah, I'll do a refresher. And then, like, I literally just blanked. So when you messaged me today, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, Wednesday is a campcast day. So, <laughs> But anyway, um, 
so yeah, like I've only got a handful of gripes, like nothing major. So now after this, I think I'm going to check out the, uh, the critics reviews and just see where they line up, where I line up. Mm. But I do think that it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like they, they tried to make it more like, like the older movies were. And that's where they lost a lot of the main crowd because of it. Yeah, very much so. Like it's it's, it's it, a bit of a like drop in terms of profit. Yep. Yeah. In fact, uh, because I don't have that info, if you can get the uh, budget and the box office, that'd be great. While you're doing that, I'll do the intro for this. Do the rundown. So, that's right. The rundown. That's right. Hey, Jim, can I get that rundown on your sales? Coming right up, Chris. That was an office reference. Yeah, I know. <sighs> anyway, so uh, directed by um, Michael Doherty. Yep. Who did uh, X-Men Apocalypse. But more importantly, he did the even better movie, Krampus. Krampus. <clears throat> the screenplay is done by Michael Doherty and Zach Shields. The story is uh, by... Michael Doherty, Zach Shields, and the godfather of the MonsterVerse, Max Bornstein. He returns. That's right. Starring uh, a whole bunch of people. I wrote down a lot. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not writing down anymore. So we got Kyle Chandler as Dr. Mark Russell, who is the animal behaviorist and uh, communication specialist. He's Which the father actually, of Madison. They actually what? showed him doing his thing in this too, unlike Tom yes. Anderson and Kong. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, the father of Madison and the ex-husband of Dr. Emma Russell, who is played by Vera Farmiga, who's amazing, absolutely amazing. I love her. She's a paleobiologist for Monarch and, uh, like I said, ex-wife to Mark, mother to Madison. Millie Bobby Brown, who is Madison Russell, daughter and jack of all trades mm -hmm. which you know is unfortunate because i do like millie bobby brown a lot we've got bradley whitford from nine nine as dr rick stanton which believe it or not is actually based off of rick sanchez <laughs> he the director wanted him to to always kind of be drinking or be like kind of hung over or whatever as sort of an homage to rick sanchez i was like okay i kind of see it but i'm glad they didn't make it overt right yeah um then we've got uh, sally hawkins reprising a role as dr vivian graham the yep. monarch paleozoologist ken watanabe also reprising his role from godzilla as dr ishiro sarazawa hey titan go lay down there's no squirrels out there. Go lay down. How fitting your name, your dog's name is Titan. We're talking about Titan. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's also fitting that he is like a friggin' fucking Titan. <laughs> Kaiju. Yeah. No kidding. Um, I've got Charles Dance from yeah. The Golden Child. He was probably in some other things, but more importantly, he was in The Golden Child. He's always evil. He's always evil. Always evil. I said that to yeah. Michelle when I saw him. I was like, I don't think he's ever played a good guy. Ever. I don't think so. I really don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he's a bad guy in Golden Child. He was a bad guy in Last Action Hero. Yeah. He's a bad guy in uh, that show. 
from HBO, the Thrones thing. Game of Thrones. Whatever. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Game of yeah. Thrones? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that one. That one. I've literally only watched like four or five episodes he of the entire series. He was also a bad guy in Dracula Untold. I am shocked that he was a bad guy. He was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, of course, the ex-British SAS dude looking to level the playing field mm-hmm. by having monsters destroy the earth. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, Thomas Middleditch as Sam Coleman, the yep. monarch director of tech, which I like him, so I was happy to see him in this movie. Yeah, I like that guy. David Strathairn is Admiral William Stance. Another reprisal from Godzilla. Yeah. This one, he actually lives. Yeah, he's just in a, a small amount, just a right amount. But he doesn't die, which is nope. very cool because some of the other ones don't necessarily make it. Mm-hmm. Zhang Ziyi is a dual role as Dr. Irene Chen, the monarch mythologist, and Dr. Lin Ling, sorry, the third generation monarch agent. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, last of the list I wrote down. There's more, but I'm like, fuck it. We got Joe Morton, character actor to the stars, who plays Dr. Brooks. Technically a reprisal of the role that was in Kong, technically only because he plays yeah. an older version of him. Yeah. And that's it. So what was the budget, Ken? All right. So the budget on this one, I actually pulled up the budget and box office, all three, if we wanted to compare. Oh, okay, good. 170 million US on this for budget. That was their budget? Yeah. Ooh, so they got a smaller budget this time around. So Godzilla 2014 was 160, but then Kong went up to 185. And then it went back down for this one to 170. I'm actually amazed that this cost 15 less than Kong. Yeah, I am too. I am too because Because like there was glaring CGI issues that I had problems with in Kong. Yeah. But I didn't have any glaring CGI issues with this one. Mm-hmm. But then again, most of this movie was shot in a storm surrounding uh, King Gohedra, which, yeah. as we all know, is a way to mask imperfections. Right. But still, this looked amazing. Oh, yeah. It looked awesome. Um, and box office, 386.6 million worldwide. Versus, which is a massive drop compared to the uh, 529 for the first Godzilla and the 566.7 for Kong. That's a huge drop. It's a like it's such a huge drop that I'm I'm really surprised that Godzilla versus Kong is it Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla Godzilla versus, versus Kong? Kong? And it was actually in post production or pre production before this was even released. So I think it was kind of a. <sighs> If it wasn't in pre-production already, it yeah, might yeah, okay, that makes sense. Because like I remember when I saw the the huge budget drop, and I was like, whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. Like, how how did it lose almost two hundred mil from the other two? It's crazy. Yeah, like it didn't even break even. Oh yeah, yeah, it did. Wait, one seventy? Yeah, yeah, and then it made three eighty six. Oh, 386. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Which is actually, yeah. So it made more than uh, it just barely made a profit. They probably, I guess, based on marketing and stuff like that, it probably just broke even. I'm imagining marketing was a minimum of 100 mil on top. So, yeah, they probably just made no more than 100 million off of this. Yeah. If that. Yeah. 
but uh but yeah so like that makes it even more surprising that this movie is is coming out and uh and soon so yeah either way either way but like i mean despite what the critics would have you believe there's a lot to like in this movie i i again like and maybe it's just because i'm like trying not to come at it like like i did with kong where i was like um i didn't like that you know where it's just kind of like just kind of watch it and see if there's any good to it but there's a lot of good the first thing that's really good is the cast the cast is absolutely amazing oh yeah there's nobody in this movie that feels out of place or doesn't feel like they uh, they're adding to the story. Uh, and, and there are some really cool character beats, but even the new characters, how they expanded upon the mythology of Godzilla and the other monsters, but also expanded upon Monarch as well. I thought was really cool too. Yep. Um, I, I really can't say enough about the, the characters. Like, the only complaint I would have would, is knowing that every single one of the people that's in this movie, save for Millie Bobby Brown, is not in the sequel. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? It's really weird that, uh, like, friggin' what's his face? Kyle, yeah, Dr. Mark Russell. Her father. <laughs> Her father is now the official, massive spoilers, everybody. He's like the... the head guy of monarch now like just because they basically were like there's no one else you're the guy yeah and then he's not even in the fucking godzilla versus kong like what what the fuck that sure, doesn't make um, any sense to me i'm pretty sure zang z is coming back for godzilla, godzilla versus kong okay all right two correction two people still <laughs> like what we don't even have like uh, Dr. Emma Russell doing like a cameo or something as far as we know maybe it'll be one of those deals where they're off on a honeymoon and they're like hey Madison just so you know we're we're still enjoying our second honeymoon I I don't think Dr. Emma Russell is going on any honeymoons anytime soon <laughs> I don't think so either <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that uh, she didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. forgot all about that. I literally, as I'm saying it, I'm like, this doesn't seem right, Chris. This doesn't seem right. This seems really necrophiliac. Squashed by Ghidorah plus in the middle of like a nuclear blast. Yeah, I think she, yeah. Yeah. she's gone. <laughs> I don't know. But who knows? Who knows? It's pretty definitive, though. Yeah, I think it's done. <laughs> it is pretty definitive. Like I said, I was literally like, yeah, you're missing something, and then you're like, no, nah, she's yeah. not going to be in the sequel. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's definitely, no way she's in the sequel. But, yeah, so, like, even just, like, the way the cast was written, nothing felt out of place. Everything seemed to make sense. Even the military pre presence at this stage still makes a lot of sense. Yeah. How they're still like, no, 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 we got to fucking, we got to kill these things. Like, we absolutely have to kill these things. But even um, Emma Russell's stance where she's looking at it like, uh, you know, you got to burn the forest so that it grows a new type of thing. And the, the monsters have to take over to basically undo the damage that we as humans have done. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, you're like, okay, like, I get that. That's That makes kind of sense. It's crazy. It, it's always crazy. Oh, yeah. It never, it, ever works out. But I, get, I understand it. I love, I got to say, before we go on, I loved, uh, I loved how the movie opened. 
showing the Russells in the middle of the 2014 event. Yep. Yep. I, really I actually, think- that's my second like was that I love that the subplot with the Russells literally started with them dealing with the aftermath of Godzilla. Yeah. You know, and how it tore the family apart, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Mark become an alcoholic cause he couldn't deal with it. Also hates Godzilla with a passion. And that's totally understandable. Yep. You know, then you can understand also Emma's point where like she creates Orca to essentially control the, the different Titans, yep. you know, and that's also because, you know, she's trying to right the wrongs that uh, make a, or like make uh, her son's death mean something, you know. Uh, but yeah, like that was really it was really cool way to open it. And it's interesting that the theme is they start in the past. Then they jump ahead to tell their story. Start in the past, jump ahead to tell. Every single movie has done this, so that's a. It was a really nice touch, and I I think it really helped link the first and third movies together by doing that. Yeah, because Kong is its own guy, but it's linked with Monarch, and that's it. Yeah, and then of course the stinger scene. Sorry, that obviously links it to the King of Monsters, but yeah. So that yeah, I agree. That was awesome. Yeah, I, and I mean, it's nice, too, that they brought up Kong a few times in this, talking about Skull Island and everything. Yeah, it was a nice touch, too. Like Because I was trying to figure out how they would keep him in there. He's very and he just kind of brought it up. Yeah, he's very much in this world. Like Yeah. And, I mean, you got to figure, too, like, this movie was set in, what, 2019? Yeah. So, at this stage in, in the game, especially, like, no matter what, it's going to be really hard for places like this to to be kept secret like you know there's going to be almost not necessarily common knowledge but a lot of people in the government are going to know that skull island is a place that houses a very giant ape and he protects that island and as long as nobody fucks with that island everything's fine Mm -hmm. you know but i also liked how the monarch had the outposts at different places and those different outposts were literally each spot where a different kaiju was which yeah. i thought was real i was like oh man that's really really cool really cool um and that leads into the special effects were awesome in this movie yeah. they were so good and i liked the different kaiju designs that like like i mean uh, rodan looked amazing mothra looked amazing yeah um uh, King Gohidra, Gohia, Gohidra, yeah, he looked incredible. Like I looked how he, I liked how he looked evil. Like he looked evil. Uh, Ghidorah. Ghidorah, that's right. Ghidorah, yeah. Ghidorah. King Ghidorah yeah. looked absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. evil looked in evil. comparison to Godzilla, where like you can see him look scary and fearsome, but he doesn't look evil. Uh, Ghidorah looked absolutely like whoa, oh, just sinister looking. Like the way he curled his lips and everything, and everything, everything. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, so yeah, the designs were the awesome. Of Monster Zero, like Ghidorah is an alien. He's not from this earth. That I thought was a really nice touch because, like, uh, I purposely didn't refresh myself with any of the uh, monsters prior to this, so that way, like, when I was watching their version of it, yeah, it would be fresh and new. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was really cool, really, really cool. So I love the way they looked too. They looked absolutely incredible. All of them looked awesome. I will say there was too much though. There was too many monsters. And I, like, even I was like, 
how is this going to like at the end of this movie, like what's going to happen? Are all of them dead or how does this work? Like the ending was surprising and I, I liked yeah, how it ended. I mean, we could touch on that that quickly. I mean, the ending with like, there must've been what? 12 to 20 monsters standing around Godzilla? Yeah. At least. I, I think what, 12, 12, 15, something like that. But enough where I was just like. It's a lot. But like. What happens now? Does like Godzilla just say, "Okay, guys, go go back to wherever you came from," and that's why I'm so confused. Hang out until yeah, I need you. Because now he's gonna fight Kong, and all the trailers I've seen of Kong or Godzilla versus Kong doesn't show any other monsters. So like, where are all these monsters that just popped up like two years prior? Or what happened to them two years in the two years where it showed like in the stinger scene where it showed them essentially heading towards Skull Island? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I mean, this is good for them because now we're like, I'm speculating about like, oh, what could happen? What could happen? What, uh, is it just going to be like Skull Island is almost like the beacon now and they go there and then then uh, in the second stinger scene, whatever they do with the head of, uh, Gohe- I keep saying Gohedra, but. Uh, Ghidorah? Ghidorah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they brought that up and, I, and like that stinger still is weird to me because what how is that going to fit in like i'm, I'm assuming godzilla vs kong is going to be the final film so where is that Ghidorah head like did they use the Ghidorah head to make mecha godzilla i mean that's the only thing that makes sense or do they use the dna to help assist in the creation of uh mecha godzilla like yeah or or is mecha godzilla a red herring and it's something entirely different yeah. right because that's another thing I just thought it now we are assuming that this is going to be a previous kaiju from the mythology. What if it's something entirely new? Yeah. Like they did with the Mudos. It could be a brand new one. Right. Exactly. Like they used the template of just random giant monsters, but mm-hmm. they made their own. Right. So it could be something like that. So at least in that regard, every, uh, well, aside from Godzilla, I mean, yes, I was excited for a sequel for Godzilla, but I wasn't expecting kong to be the sequel right yeah but like kong made you really want to see king of monsters king of monsters ending really made me want to see godzilla versus kong it'll be interesting to see if that is in fact the final movie in this monster verse right yeah i don't know it's hard to say hard to say i mean adam winger the director of godzilla versus kong said again today in an interview no, I'm guaranteeing you right now, one of these two will fall. They will die at the end of this movie. And I'm just like, but how? It's got to be Kong that dies then because Godzilla's got the rogues gallery to keep the franchise going. Or. Right. Or maybe that's uh, because this is an American franchise uh, that has been very respectful to the Japanese aspects, I have to say. Oh, yeah. But. What if this is a way for them to pass the torch on to Kong and have Kong be the new torchbearer? Could be. Because Godzilla is going to live on in Japanese cinema till, I don't know, to the end of time. Yeah, that's true. Like, he, he's going to keep going in, in Japan. Like, just when you think that they're never going to make another Godzilla movie, right? Then Shin Godzilla comes out and everyone's just like, oh, yeah. Like, I haven't even watched those movies and I, I'm told that they're amazing. Shin Godzilla is a fucking creepy take on Godzilla. Also, apparently a direct sequel to the 1954 movie, which made me really excited. 
Okay, then I'm definitely gonna have to watch that. Yeah. Have you watched it? I did. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. It's dark. Is it? It, it is dark. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it should be like we're dealing with giant monsters that yeah, no, just I mean, strolling, just I'm not strolling through can destroy everything. I'm not complaining that it's dark. It's just it's strange when you're coming off of like. I love the 1954 movie because of the tone. That's my favorite Godzilla, hands down. Everything after that kind of gets into like Power Ranger goofy mode, right? Rubber suits. Uh, I, I think it was like three three movies in and they started getting to that point. Yeah. But either way, you're right. No, it does get to that. So for Shin Godzilla to come out and go back to those original roots, it, it was really nice. I enjoyed it. Oh, it was very nice. I was very, very nice. It was very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, then yes, I will definitely have to check that out. But like, I don't know. Like, it's it's intriguing. And um, the other part too, though, is that for them to say one of them will die, there's always the possibility that Godzilla is asexual and create like gives birth to you know, hatches an egg or something like oh, that, right? No, no son of Godzilla in this universe. No, no. It's possible. You might see Goro. Is that what his name was? Goro or? I don't know. I can't remember. I just, uh, I remember being like, what like is happening? Barney, though. Sorry? Look like an albino Barney. Uh, no. That, no. That'd be disturbing. That'd be disturbing. Oh, yeah. But like, it's tough, right? Like it is really tough for me to to say which one will live or die. But I, I for some reason, I, I would say if anyone's going to die, it's going to be Godzilla because he's not the American character. He's not the American. The trailers kind of make him look like he, he might be under control, but they do make him look like the villain of the film. Yeah, but they have to do that. They have to do yeah. that because I guarantee you the Japanese version makes Kong look like the villain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They have to do also, that. But I mean, then also, like, the end of this movie, King of the Monsters, like, all the monsters bowing down to him, that looks like the start of a villain. I mean, like, these are all bad monsters bowing down to him. You know? uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that they're all bad monsters. I would say most of them are just, they were doing the bidding of the orca. So whoever yeah. had the orca, right? And, and also... Uh, What's the name again? Ghidorah? Ghidorah. Yeah. Ghidorah, okay. Ghidorah. Ghidorah. Yeah. And also Ghidorah was doing a lot of the controlling too. Like because Ghidorah was like the, the alpha alpha male, they yeah. were like, we'll do whatever you say so you don't hurt us. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um I mean, I don't I don't see that uh that villain type when I saw that scene, I didn't think, oh. You know, this is the makings no. of a supervillain. I didn't see that at all. But I'm not discounting that you see it. Like, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. Totally. Like, 100%, I can see it. Because like, right up to When that you point, said that to me, I went, okay. I, but I, I, I don't see it even though I can... I don't accept that even though I can see where you're coming from. I guess that's yeah. what I'm trying to say. You, you, you said it greatly. I enjoyed that. It was good. <sighs> Perfect. Good. Perfect. Um. Okay. Where to? We bounced all over there for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Um, so the introductions to, to all the new monsters, I loved it. And I, I yeah. loved how, how not only Godzilla's mythology grew with this movie, but they introduced all the mythologies of these different creatures. And like the legend, right? The le Each one has a legend in, it, in its culture of people. And it, I yeah. really, that was awesome. 
that's literally what my next point was. I loved how the story adds to the overarching MonsterVerse story. <laughs> and I agree completely. Like, I love how each one that, like, the ones that they showcased. Yeah. Right? Um, what's, uh, what's her name? Dr. Chin? Anyway, uh, Dr. Chin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Chin, the mythology expert. She's like, yeah, so Rodan, this was part of their culture. Right? And... Uh, yeah, like the volcano god or whatever. And right? Monster Zero was is goes back like centuries, and they that's how they find out that it was actually an alien, you know. Yeah. And it's like all these like really cool tidbits, where it's just oh, that's really really cool. Mothra, the same thing, where you're just like, man, like this is so cool that they're adding to this. So that's really cool, but it does kind of suck when you see some really cool looking kaiju and they don't even give a name to it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like the giant, like the giant mammoth. mammoth one, I was yeah. like, "Oh, that, that looks mammoth really cool. looks awesome." What's his name? What's his story? Yeah, nothing. Okay, nothing. cool. Nothing. That's cool. I guess. I guess. But I mean, overall, I do like that they add it, and that's the other thing that I gotta say. Like, every one of these movies adds to the the story, right? Like, so Monarch gets bigger as the story goes, but the world gets bigger as the story goes on. So. You know, in Godzilla, it was literally just Japan, San Francisco. Okay. Uh, and a little bit in Nevada. Okay. But essentially, yeah. you've got Japan and the United States. That's it. Then in Kong Skull Island, we're completely in a remote island, but we're still opening up the world a bit, which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting, having it set in the 70s. Then in this one, it's literally like, it's everywhere. Like, yeah, it's, it's everywhere. Everywhere's got a kaiju hidden or a monster hidden, a titan. That's what the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Everyone's got a titan. It's all based on some sort of mythology of that era, that area. Mm -hmm. And that's it, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it was great. It was absolutely great. Um, when we bounced around and stuff, uh, we covered the stinger scene. So I don't have to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Stinger, stinger is covered. We, uh, what do you got next? What else do we got here? I, well, I just talked about the Russell family here. And so I, we already touched on that. All the action sequences were awesome in this. But I also love the, the color palettes used. Like every monster has its own shade. Yes. Notice that? Yes. Like it, its own theme music too. Like the Mothra stuff yes. in the movie is gorgeous. Like every time we're in China with Mothra, like it's gorgeous. Like... <laughs> and the, the sort of blue palette that they use for Mothra, yeah. I thought was really cool. Yeah, and then but also that luminescent and light as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree. I agree with that assessment perfectly. Um, you know what? I'm going to save this one for a little bit later just because it's a big one. Um, although I'm running out of likes. <laughs> 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 we covered quite a bit in that rant. You want me to go with another one? Want me to go with another one? Save your big one? Uh, yeah, you might as well. Might as well. Okay. Um, this is scene specific. I love the under so the underwater monarch facility, and I yep. love the scene where Godzilla swims up to it. That <sighs> scene is so suspenseful, like how everything gets quiet and you just see the lights flashing under the water, and just that is an awesome tense scene. And then Doctor Mark is just like, no, he's he's like he's like uh, turn off all your weapons. Yeah. If he views this as a threat, he'll attack. Yeah. You know, you honestly and then, think this building can can hold up against him. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then so they do exactly what he says, and then it just kind of sits there and starts watching, like, okay, yeah. all right. And like 
that was a really cool scene too because like he had the perfect opportunity to just exact his revenge right and he's like we we can't because he understood how the monster operates and how animals work and stuff like that and he's just like we can't do that you know and and that also leads into uh i didn't have this written down but i also like how uh dr ishiro is mentoring mark Mm -hmm. and trying to get him to see godzilla the way he sees godzilla so he sees godzilla as this protector yeah and and he reveres godzilla like he literally looks at him like this is this is a god and i i i revere him and he wants mark to feel the same way knowing that mark lost his son to godzilla and not to godzilla specifically but just the aftermath and the ramifications of godzilla's battle with the two mudos there has to be casualties so that's again getting back to that link i thought that was really really cool mm-hmm. but i do like how he's working in town he's basically like <laughs> come on you can yeah. see it so that when he does when he actually does go you know what we gotta help we gotta get godzilla we gotta nuke him so that he can be super powerful to stop this thing because if we don't well none of us lives none of us lives at all Oh, and uh, the terraforming aspect of uh, um, Ghidorah. That was really cool, too. The fact that he was trying to change the Earth to mimic his planet. I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, the Ghidorah stuff is really cool in this. Like, not just, I'm going to destroy everything. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to rewrite everything. And I'm going to rule this planet. Yeah. Um, I loved... The, how they reintroduced the oxygen destroyer from the 1954 movie. When they, when, when David Strathern, whatever his name is, when, when he he's talking to him on the radio. Admiral he, Stentz. Yeah. We're sending in an oxygen destroyer. And I was just like, oh, yes. It's so <laughs> stupid, but I love it. I love that they're bringing back the oxygen destroyer. Oh, it was so great. It, it kills Godzilla. Well, they think it kills Godzilla. Yeah. Or just gets up and flies off. Like well, that's how they found out. Like that's how she's making the connection that that he's the alien. Yeah. From the like the need the mythology, office. where you're just like, Jesus, that's crazy. But that leads into uh my favorite scene in the whole movie. And it's a very bittersweet scene, but it's where like Godzilla is basically on the the core of the earth. Yeah. trying to get more uh, nuclear energy so he doesn't die. And now Dr. Ishiro says, okay, no, no, no. I'll detonate this nuclear weapon to supercharge him. So you're like, he's going to sacrifice himself just to save Godzilla and ultimately save the world. But he has that scene where he gets to look at Godzilla and he gets to touch him and just go, all right. Like, he's just like, it's. I. it struck me like... Um, in Jurassic Park, where uh, oh, the Sam Neill's character, man, yeah, Alan Grant, Alan Grant is lying on the Triceratops' belly while it's breathing, mm-hmm. like that sort of childlike wonder, yeah, that he has for Godzilla. It's, so he gets to have that like face to face, like he did in Godzilla. And he gets to go like, yeah. I got you. This is crazy and, amount of respect, you know. And and when oh. and when when he goes up and he touches Godzilla and, and he he says goodbye, my old friend, or something like that. Yeah. I That's tell you, man, that, that is a bittersweet scene because 
Exactly. I was infuriated that he died, but it was so beautiful, and I can't think of a better way than uh, for him to go out. I um, I I didn't want him to die, but I'm glad that he got to go out the way he wanted to. Like the character wanted to do this, exactly. he literally is like, no, 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 I, it has to be me. Yeah. He does this. He gets to have that meeting. So yeah, it is very, very bittersweet. It, it is. The difference is, is that uh, Doctor Vivian. Doctor Vivian. Her death made me so mad. I her was death like, no. Made me so angry that she just dies by getting stomped on her tail hit her or something and that was it i was like and i was i actually was like oh please don't don't actually be dead like maybe it's like you know she's not really but she don't she's dead she was absolutely yeah. dead and i was like oh man dead. that really, really the whole first movie and then she's in here and i love sally hawkins too she's an amazing i think they actor. were actually i i think they were more than just protege i think they were kind of you know they might have been because he took it really hard yeah like he he was yeah but that made me mad so that's more or less why Sarazawa dying kind of bugged me because she also just died like a half hour or an hour prior. My uh, my first thought was after I got over the initial like, oh, I can't believe they killed her off was he's probably going to go too. I could not have ever predicted that it was going to be that beautiful. Like it was a great way to go. Like it really was. Oh, everything about that scene like it visually and doesn't make up for the way she went though she should have had a little bit more of a, a better death than that that was an awful death for her like it was just Ugh. it was pitiful like she died like some random nameless character exactly exactly like any one of the new characters that they just introduced could have died like that and it was yeah. it would have been fine she should have had something a little bit more substantial than that but 100%. in fact um with her, with her death, I kind of felt the same way I did with Brian Cranston in the first one. Actually, yeah, you know what? You're you're totally right. That, it was that same feeling, like why? Exactly, like you know? like it's, if you want to kill him in the movie, okay, but that's not the way. Like that, make it more impactful. That character deserved more, absolutely. Yeah, and especially because like they reprised the role just to do a throwaway death. Yeah, if that was the case. Why not have her die in between movies and have her picture in the pocket watch? Yeah, literally. You know, because then you could just be like, oh, man, that's really sad. She died. And it's same thing. It's an off screen death. But you're still yeah. just like, but at least, you know, that's something. It's a little bit more impactful than, uh, oh, yeah, she dead. She dead. She gone. You know, it's like, uh, was it <laughs> skank in the crow? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, skank's dead. That's him in the corner over there. You're like, like, yeah, you're totally not skank. That's right. <laughs> um, All right. So now we get to uh, some more of the dislikes. I covered the doctor I, one, I got which really bugged me. Take it away. Take it away. Okay. Because um, I, I might actually still have, I might uh, agree with you. Who knows? Okay. Okay. So uh, the first one is, again, uh, with the end of the film, I love that they introduced Burning Godzilla. And we can come, like, that's straight off of Sarazawa bringing him back. Like he's so full of nuclear energy. Yes. Oh, and visually looked so cool. Godzilla. Like, but also I liked how they, they were basically kind of like, like he's going to burn up though. Like they were treating yeah. it like, like the suspensefulness because it's like, it's only a matter of time before he burns out. So he's got to beat uh, Ghidorah quickly. Otherwise yeah. that's it. It's over. Yeah. Right. But that, yeah, I agree. Looked awesome. Looked, Looked so amazing. cool. I like that we touched a lot more on the Hollow Earth theory in this. Yes. That's yep. how Godzilla was where he was. 
Yep. Like that, that was really cool. Yeah. And I, I thought that was really cool too. Cause then they explain like how he could keep coming back and it's cause like, you know, he, he lives down there and yeah. he's right by the core. So he's right by all that radioactive energy. So it's just that like he's practically dead. Like it was so oh, yeah. horrible. Like it was, he would have needed like decades to get back to where he was. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. hundred percent. Exactly. And then uh, lastly, um, Bear McCreary's score for this film. Yes. In its entirety. And, and it's, it's entirety. I'm talking like not only does Rodan and Ghidorah and Mothra get their own themes. Yes. But he brings back the original like Akira Kube theme from the 1954 movie that 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 amazing theme oh. music. Yeah. And no, you're right. And then they cover uh, Blue Oyster Cult's Godzilla with Serge Tankian. Like that during the end credits got me so pumped and jacked up for Godzilla. It was really cool. It was really, really cool. So really cool. cool. And you're right. Like uh, you mentioned the sound, uh, soundtrack earlier, but you're right. Like it, what I like too is it shows a level of care. Yeah. Because they didn't have to give a theme song for any of the kaiju or the monsters. They didn't have to do any of that. They could have just had Godzilla's theme, Ghidorah's theme. That's it. That's it. You know. But they made a point of saying, no, no, no. Mothra's got to have a theme. Rodan's got to have a theme because it shows respect for these characters. Because like these characters are going back just almost as long as the uh, Godzilla, you know? Oh, yeah. Actually, I think Mothra is pretty much around the same time as Godzilla. I think so, too. I think it's you know, Mothra and Rodan are, and actually all the three big ones are one of the longest tenured characters. But I think Ghidorah is not as, as much. Ghidorah and Rodan, I think, were created as villains for Godzilla. Yeah. But I think Mothra was its own series that came into Godzilla. I actually think you're right because that's another reason why I geeked out with the twin Chinese women because that's part of Mothra's story. Yeah. The the twin girls were part of it. And also it kind of helped uh, with Millie or Madison's character having an affinity with Mothra mm -hmm. because it it's also mimicking the previous story. Yeah, and I believe you're right. I believe your uh, Mothra was its own story or its own movie. So so yeah, no, that was uh Oh, speaking of when Mothra started fighting, that was awesome. So cool. Just like and that. like like Rodan is uh like kicking the shit out of Godzilla, and then all of a sudden, like Mothra comes up and guts him with that stinger that you'd never seen before. I was like, whoa, that's I so cool. I love the fact that they're like, if Godzilla's king, then that's queen. Like that's I thought was really literally cool glowed up over the ocean to show them where Godzilla was. Yeah, exactly. And then and then uh mothra last dying breath helps save godzilla to prevent the burnout which was yeah. awesome too like yeah. i was like oh man this is so cool so yeah. so there are there are more like so that was another bittersweet moment that was another bittersweet moment because i was like oh mothra should not have died. yeah but uh but they found an egg so yeah i know but i was still like ah oh. i know i know i didn't want that to happen either but yeah. i was also surprised that rodan survived considering he got gutted he or she whatever yeah yeah. But then that was still really cool too. And I mean, I can't say this enough. The fight scenes are just incredible. Like so awesome. So oh, yeah. good. And I do like, at least in this movie, that they're finally going, we'll just let them fight. <laughs> like we'll just we'll yeah. just let them fight. And then because that's it. We tried the oxygen destroyer and that that didn't work out. So we have to just sit back and, and just hope that we don't die while they're fighting. 
Oh, you know what? Also, I got to point out, like, when Ghidorah is going after uh, Miley Bobby Brown at that stadium or whatever, and then he gets nailed with the nuclear breath, and he looks, and Godzilla's just coming in from the ocean with all the fucking planes flying around him, like the whole military coming in with him. I was like, that visually, that is just amazing. <laughs> yes, I forgot all about that, and you're right. Like, that's one yeah. of those, like, holy Fuck. Yeah, like, it's on. How you're not psyched up when you see that, you're not really alive. <laughs> <laughs> There's something inside of you that's dead that you're not yeah. just like, yes, holy shit. God so damn, good. that's awesome. So good. So good. So good. Um, so yeah, so now we're at uh, the dislikes, right? You're done with your, your pros? Yeah, I'm pretty much, uh, I've raved enough about it. There's time. There, here it is. All right. It's uh, it's Millie Bobby Brown's character, Madison. While I like the character, and I also like Millie Bobby Brown, I think she's incredibly talented for such a young age. Mm-hmm. I did not like how she was essentially like Lois Lane in this. Uh, Lois Lane was like everywhere she needed to be. Millie Bobby Brown was everywhere she needed to be, but like she was able to steal the orca and yeah. escape from this compound Full that is littered with military personnel yeah. and nobody notices. There's not one like security system that's been tripped off because she just walks out the back door, right? Yeah. Nobody notices. And then it's only until she starts using the orca that that they're just like, Huh. Looks like she got out with the orca. Boy, oh boy. And you're like, these are all ex-military guys, but not one person noticed her. And then, not only that, it's the entire baseball stadium fight sequence starts off cool until the utter destruction of it, and she doesn't even have a scratch on her. In fact, the only time that it looked like she might have had some sort of wound on her was when her parents found her in the bathtub in the rubble of their old house. Yeah. But even then, she had like that stereotypical like action hero cut where it's like a little bit of blood, <laughs> but nothing major at all. And you're like, everyone else around you is dead. You're the only one that's alive. What? <laughs> you know? It just, it was yeah. like, it was hard for me. And, and here's the thing. I know we're talking about giant monsters uh, fighting on Earth. And, and I'm going to say, it's hard to suspend belief. <laughs> but this is one of those where I'm like, what the fuck? Like, if it was any character, I would have said the same thing. I would have been like, okay, all right. What are you, like, John McClane in Die Hard 4? You, yeah. You're unbeatable? No. Yeah. No, I totally agree with all of that. That that actually that did bug me. I didn't put it down here, but you're right. The like the fact that she got out of that compound with the orca with nobody seeing her. I said it out loud to Michelle. I literally was like the the orca walked through that compound, but she found a vehicle and drove it off without anyone noticing. (laughs) As as I said to Michelle, the first thing I said was, Oh, she just strolled out. And Michelle's like, Yep. This must be why they're ex military. They just weren't good enough. (laughs) It's not that they like they had different ideologies it's that yeah. they were kicked out of each of their You're respective true. militaries because they weren't that good. <laughs> yeah. um. 
The other part that kind of bugged me a bit was like um, Vera's character where like she joins up with this crazy military guy and, and her thought process is, okay, we're going to let the monsters take over. And then when they're done, whatever humans are left, we'll be able to flourish in the new earth. That's going to be regrowing. But then she's surprised that the crazy guy is like, no, 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 no. We're going to just destroy the earth. Like, like that's no, I understand that was your, you thought that this was the plan, but no, no, no. The plan was always destroy the earth. Like, and, and now all of a sudden she's like, okay, well, well, I don't, I don't like that. So now she's going to like face turn and be a good guy to help people. I mean, yes, she, she sacrificed herself for it and that's all well and good, but it's like, she had to die because if she didn't, she'd be in jail. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, like no court is going to be like, well, you know what you did caused the lives of countless people to, to be lost. But uh, at the last minute you saved some of them. So yeah. cool. High five. See you later. Enjoy your cushy job at Monarch. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really have a lot of dislikes because we touched on almost all of them already. Yeah, I have one more. Like, lack of justice for some of the characters, both monster and human. We touched on that already. Yep. Um, I still feel like Ghidorah should have been saved for Godzilla versus Kong. Like, to me, Ghidorah is like the ultimate villain for Godzilla. So I think that would have been the best villain that'd be in Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. Yeah, it actually, that ties into uh, to my last dislike here. Yeah. Which is, this movie felt both rushed and also uh dragged at times Mm -hmm. in the sense that like like i agree they rushed uh uh they they rushed him they should have kept him for for this one in fact but but again i'm torn because it's like you save uh uh or you do mecha godzilla mecha godzilla is way more of a name for most people Like a recognizable name, or even if you just say Mecha Godzilla, most people go, "Oh, is that a robot Godzilla?" Yeah, you kind of figure. Right? It out. Yeah. You say King Go Godira, and they go, "Right, that uh, word Go Hydra." I am not even sure how to pronounce it. You know, <laughs> um, but he looks like Hydra. Okay, cool, whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but having said that they could have just fucking put any monster any monster could have been uh monster zero they could have created a monster zero for this and i agree they could have saved they should have saved uh godier for for the end game movie or potential movie after this because we don't know what's going to happen after this yeah although judging from the way this franchise has like nosedived in terms of profits unless godzilla and kong goes like this and unfortunately, because because of COVID, because of yeah, because of COVID, because of the way the world is right now, it's it's gonna. I I think this would have been the a rubric is so weird now for profits, you know. Yeah, like I think that I think Guzzle versus Khan would have been huge at the box office. It, I I have to agree. I absolutely have to agree, especially if they came out and said, "Hey, all the stuff you liked about the three previous movies, that's yeah. in this. All yeah. the stuff you hated about." Uh, Primarily King of Godzilla, because that's the one that people shat on the most. It's not in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
it's still going to be monsters going at it and fighting, and the scale will be just just destruction on parallel. But there'll still be enough story in there that you'll, uh, you know. And also, Millie Bobby Brown's character stubs her toe. She actually gets a little injured in this movie. <laughs> you know, she wears a bandaid. She limps for two or three minutes. It's actually hard to watch. Um. Yeah, here's here's a visual one that bugged me in the movie. Okay. Okay. When, when Sarazawa died and Godzilla comes back, and then they're up on the sub, and Godzilla comes out of the water, and you're like, "Yeah!" He shoots the, the nuclear breath into the air. Looks yep. awesome. He's literally standing in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, I thought about that. I thought about that. That and my thought process. My thought process is this. His giant tail is keeping him afloat. Oh, he's surfboarding. He's he's wagging his tail. He's using it as a propeller, and it keeps him. It looks. <laughs> I want to see it looks water like he's, now. <laughs> It looks like he's standing, but he's really. He's just propelling just being, himself. He's just. He's just, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. they they do play fast and loose with the scale, and I and you're right. Like, and that was some of those things where you kind of catch it, and you're just like, well, movies, right? Like, very much like. Wait a minute, they were just down in a trench. This is like probably the deepest part of the ocean, and he's just like boom into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like I was so, like, yeah. So it's just a part of the submarine that I don't see what's going on. Yeah. Here? Just movies. It's just movies. You know, that's, that's just it. It's movies. But yeah, like it is, it is funny how he's like 14 million feet tall in one scene. And then the yep. next scene, you know, he's taller than skyscrapers. That's fine. But you're still like, you know, we these are unparalleled depths to this ocean, but yeah, yeah. sure, whatever <laughs> makes sense. We'll go with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's my that's that's my dislikes. That's all I. Yeah, have. but I think that uh, that particular dislike is something you'll see in in most of these giant monster movies. Yeah, they they do lose some scale, and especially with Godzilla, because we deal with oceans and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is funny to see when they show clips of him swimming around in the ocean, but then standing upright. Like, I agree. Yeah. Like, like my pr- my tail propeller theory is is flimsy at best. But as I say it, you're kind of like, I mean, I guess, I guess. <laughs> I love it, though. That's a great theory. And now I really want to see an underwater cam. I want someone to draw that. <laughs> I, I want just something where he's just waving it and he's because it's yeah. so big and it's so powerful that it you know it's like you know when you're uh you're kicking your feet underwater yeah you, we can't do it as well enough for us to make it look like we're standing but yeah you know we're not godzilla godzilla right you so. said his tail at first though i literally thought you meant like he, his tail was under his feet and he was standing on like we stand on a noodle in the lake Oh, <laughs> that explains why you were like, yeah, so he's surfing. I was like, what? No, yeah, no, not at all. Like the noodle. That's dumb. His tail's a noodle. But even then, he'd still be floating. Yeah, it'd just be bobbing. Because you don't, yeah, you, you bob. You don't just stand stationary. The, the but, force yeah. of shooting into the air would blast it back into the water. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so, That's um, but I I can see why this is the, uh 
this is the one that the critics savaged the most. I can see why. Yeah. You know, um, cause I, like, I do feel like the, I almost feel like, and this is kind of where I'm saying it's also rushed too, is because Kong versus Godzilla where or Godzilla versus Kong was already in pre-production. Mm-hmm. They were like, well, we got to have something. We got to have something in between these two movies to bridge the gap. So they came out with this and they threw everything at us. And I agree. Like, this was a response to critics for Godzilla. Yep. Like, and particularly Godzilla fans were critiquing it and saying, like, ah, I wish we would have had more Godzilla and more Kaijus and more Mudos and all this. And then they threw everything at them. And then they were like, well, not like this. I didn't, I didn't mean like, like this. <laughs> so then you're like, well, what the fuck? Like, when, when will you be happy? Yeah. You won't be happy. Because then, like, Godzilla versus Kong won't be, like, King of Monsters. And then the same group of people will be like, well, I mean, they killed Godzilla off. Yeah. Like, well, what the fuck? There's going to be a group angry regardless of that one. Yeah, exactly. But then again, that's just life. And I think, I think honestly, we should get more and more movies that are made less from a focus group and more just like, we're just going to make this movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. People are going to like this movie. Like I, and don't get me wrong. I understand they're making movies to make money. I get that. Okay. And when you see Marvel movies or any movies that's making like a billion dollars, you're going to say to yourself, well, way we want one. Of, we want some of that pie. We want some of that. You know, why else would they make a monster verse? They, cause they saw that the, Marvel's universe made billions of dollars. They saw this Star Wars relaunch uh, make billions of dollars. Okay. And they thought, like every other company said the same thing. I mean, fucking Universal Monsters, Cinematic Universe, like what? (laughs) You know, DCU, same thing. Like, let's keep doing, like, everything's got to be a franchise. They were doing it with Born. They were trying to do it with Born and the Born Legacy and Treadstone. Like they were trying to do it too. So it's like, like I get it and I understand it. But like, if you really want to break it down, there's a lot of really good movies in the MCU. Yeah. Like period. You even if you take out like the billion dollar tentpole movies, like all of the Avengers. You take out all the Avengers. There's still awesome movies all the way through they're Mm -hmm. not all awesome but they're all really good i mean yeah it's you know like it gets to a point because they're so good that the ones that aren't so good are only because you know they were made at a certain period like dark world thor the dark world is not one of the better ones same with iron man 2 it's not one of the better ones right but that's also because there's so many others that are just better. Like that's yeah. just it. Right. Yeah. You know, but you look at the uh, X-Men franchise, the X-Men franchise is uh, a bunch of movies that should have been on par with the Avengers movies. So they should have been up there with the billion dollars and they weren't because part of it was, they were trying to do the same thing while also trying to do something different. Yeah. 
But then also, I think they kind of shot themselves in the foot with the first class franchise as well. Because that's where they were trying to do both. But then they started to meld it back into what the Singer franchise was. And it was just kind of like, what the fuck's going on here, right? (laughs) You know, like it's hard to rectify the two different franchises together. All of a sudden, you got all these actors that like aged really well over 30 years. And then within two years, aged horribly. Yeah. Like, yeah, Michael exactly. Bender from 1960 to 1990 looks great. Well, then 2000, he becomes Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, all of a sudden, he just falls apart. <laughs> just, you know? Whoa, and Ian McKellen, hard. like, ages really well. So it's not like he looked like a bag of shit in, uh, yeah. in X Men, but you're right. Like, <laughs> The different timelines and stuff like that. It was just, it's all just like, okay, all right. Like, even as a comic fan, I'm like, okay, let's, let's tone it down here. (laughs) But yeah, so this whole like universe, everything's got to be universe. No. And every movie's got to make a billion dollars. Realize that they just get it through your head that they won't, you know, Star Trek again, a prime example. The only reason why, uh, uh into the darkness did so well was i mean it was a really good movie but it was also coming across like that whole con thing you know yep. but that didn't make a billion did it no that came no. close that no. came close no. that was the highest of the three I don't movies think it came close to a bill. i think they they all made around six to seven hundred mil tops maybe i think into the darkness was like eight Star Trek, box office. Okay, so first Star Trek was only 385.7. Oh, so then it's got to be five or six for uh, for Into the Darkness. Into Darkness. 467. Oh, okay. All right. And then it completely tanked with the third one, which made 343. I didn't drop that much. No, but you know what the best part is about... uh, Star Trek Beyond is that's the most Star Trek movie out of the new franchise. And it didn't, it did better than the first one. Or no. It's about on par. It's about the same. About the same, but it wasn't like it was the same thing. So all the Star Trek fans were like, well, it's not like the Star Trek in the TV show or in the other Kirk movies. And then then they get it and they're like, yeah, that was really good, but I'm only going to see this once and I'm not going to tell anybody about it. <laughs> right? But again, like I said, so that's a prime example. Star Trek is not a billion dollar franchise. No. Okay? No. You know, And no matter how hard you want to try and make it like Star Wars, you can't because that's one of the reasons why it's persevered for so long because it's not Star Wars. Yep. It's space and it's ships and it's aliens. But it's not Star Wars. It's something completely different. No, it's a very niche market, Star Trek. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing can really touch Marvel or, or Star Wars when it comes to it. And it just so happens Disney owns both. Um, although I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see a different, or uh, certainly a different Star Wars coming. I feel like the stuff that's happening with Mandalorian, where people are getting fired, and it seems like it, it actually kind of sounds like there's a witch hunt going for Favreau's corner of the Star Wars universe. After that, I think we're going to see a different type of Star Wars. Yeah, well, they got like, they announced like 12 different TV shows for Disney Plus. So, right. But uh, 
part of most of that is from the Kennedy faction and not from the Favreau faction. Right. Yeah. So the, the way it sounds like online is it's a bit of a power struggle where the Kennedy faction is basically looking for anyone in the Favreau group to say something wrong so that they mm-hmm. can just go, you're out. Yeah. Like, well, like with Gina Carano, they fired her. Yeah. Granted, she was a repeat offender. But, like, I mean, it, it's, I believe in freedom of speech, and I don't, and I also believe, like, there's no, that doesn't, like, absolve you from consequences from the things that you say. Um, you know, and I know that, like, Carano said some things before and then has said some things since, and that's ultimately got fired. So it could be a scenario where they're like, okay, you gotta, you gotta ease up, right? You gotta ease up. But, like, I mean, nobody gets fired for saying Trump's a Nazi. <laughs> but but if you say, like, speaking out, like, saying you're a Republican, you get treated like a Nazi, then you're fired. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I don't agree with what she said. Oh, I don't agree with it either. Um, I don't think she should have been fired for it. I, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird situation. You know, like she's the face of a of a franchise at that moment. Like if I were to say some shit online and I and like my work saw it, you know, Pedro Pascal says I might get fired. You know. Yeah, I mean, I get like obviously I understand that you say stuff. There's always possible. Like if I say stuff, I say stuff and it and it's controversial and gets back to broker. Like they could fire me for that. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it hurts their brand. Like if they ever right? watch the Camcast, you're fired. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. They might. They might enjoy. It, it depends on what I say. Yeah, about yeah they might enjoy. Broker link, right? Like it depends yeah. on what I say about insurance, right? Yeah. So it all depends. But I mean, obviously, like if I said something absolutely horrifying, you know. But that's part of it too. Like I don't think there should be no consequences, you know. But at the same time, I also don't want people to feel like they can't say anything Mm -hmm. because that's that's just as much censoring as firing somebody for saying that kind of stuff yeah no it's over the last two months it's it's getting pretty crazy online yeah yeah i don't know i don't know man all morning literally all morning i was reading uh, on twitter about these dr seuss books and i was just reading all the white people that were totally offended by the uh, way Asians are, are shown in these books and then reading all the Asians comments on the white people going, we're not offended. That's what we look like back then. That's, you know, that's how we like, I consider myself, yep. yellow. he painted the guy yellow. I don't understand why you're offended with this. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I've said that so many times before. Like I've, I've literally said that to you and I've said that like, on our camp guests. Always the white I, people coming out going i'm offended yeah i'm offended on behalf of people that i feel should be offended and then when they go well we're not offended they're like well i'm still outraged yeah like that at that point it should be like oh you're you're not offended oh okay but they can't because then they have to admit that they're just doing it to make them seem high and mighty like self-righteous yeah like I don't want to say social justice warrior, but that's kind of that's kind of where they're coming from. Where they're like, "Well, I'm standing up for the little guy, and I'm so totally not racist." And it's like, "Well, are are you are you totally not?" Because yeah, like if I was saying something and somebody said, "Hey, like 
literally same scenario. I was saying, oh, this is offensive to Asians. And then uh, an Asian person went, oh, I'm not really offended by that. I'd be like, oh, hmm. okay, well, I guess I'll pull my head out of my ass and uh, just focus on stuff that affects me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, there's not a lot of things that affect white people, but uh, shit, still. It, it's I don't know. But you're right. Like, it's just ridiculous. <clears throat> but anyway. Anyways. Uh, so, long story short, Kate okay. Monsters was great. I loved it. Great. For the most part. What's, what's your order so far of the three? Oh, my order is Godzilla, Kong. And King of Monsters. That's as my released. Order. As released. Yeah. As released is my is my order. Now it's like Kong and uh and Godzilla are close. They're very close. But Godzilla wins. Yeah. So I would say, like, here's Godzilla, here's Kong, you know. And then like I would say it's a bit of a drop off for King of Monsters. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know that I watch it again anytime soon. So for me, that's for me, like Skull Island and this are both really fun movies and they're close. But Godzilla is like above them and beyond. Like it is so much more better, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, like Godzilla is. It's the it's the topper. Like it really yeah. is. Yeah. Um the reason why I put Kong closer though, it's just like Really, my only major issues was primarily the shoddy CGI and a bit of the character stuff, you mm -hmm. know, like it. But that's pretty much it, because I, I was surprised at how much I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Whereas this one, like it is still a really fun movie and there's a lot of like, fuck, yeah, moments. The stuff that I don't like are big and they're glaring. So it's one where like. If I go to rewatch King of Monsters again, I know for a fact I'll be like, yeah, but do I really want to see, like, sit through Bulletproof Millie Bobby Brown? Maybe not, you know? Do I really want to sit through uh, Vera Farmiga playing a, uh, you know, twisted take on a good person who wants to do the right, like, uh, what is it, uh, the ends justify the means type of character yeah. and then find out, yeah. oh, that's not really what I wanted. Like, do I really want to, do I really want to see Dr. Vivian uh, get like the shittiest death in all three movies? She's got like the shittiest death. Yeah. The answer is no. You know, whereas like Kong, I, I could definitely see myself like even a month from now being like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I can watch that movie right now. Let's, let's throw that on. And Godzilla for sure. I'll be like, let's move my schedule <laughs> <laughs> let's move some shit around so i can watch that movie again you know so yeah like that's that's where i'm at and i'm hoping i'm actually hoping that uh godzilla versus kong is like right up there with godzilla or at least me too or at least with kong like where it's close i don't i don't think it's gonna be better than godzilla though i probably not and and especially when they're saying somebody has to die. See, and that bugs me too, because like I'm Team Kong. I love Godzilla, but Kong's been my guy since I was a kid. Like the 1933, yeah. the 1970 something with Seven. Jeff Bridges. There. 77. 77. 
2005 with Peter Jackson. Like, I fucking love those movies so much. My dad loved King Kong. I grew up on King Kong. Yeah. I'd catch I'm a Godzilla guy. Godzilla, but... I grew up with Godzilla. Yeah. But, like, but it's kind of the same thing with, like, uh, Freddy versus Jason. You know? So, like, Freddy versus Jason ends where they both die, which is really the only way they could have ended it. But they make a point of saying one of these characters is going to die. So it's either going to be Godzilla or Kong. You're going to piss off half your audience. Yeah. No matter how they die. Okay. Because I'll tell you right now, either way they die, whichever character dies, it's going to die like a heroic death. It's going to be like that sacrifice death where they give everything to help the other guy fight whatever the big bad boss is. Right. And yeah. then die doing it. And it's there's going to be that moment where they both kind of look at each other like, yeah, almost like that fist bump type thing. And then the other one dies. And it's it's going to be hero's death. But you're still going to go, fuck. God damn. I mean, how many people were happy that Tony Stark died? Oh. Yeah. And nope. he had a, an amazing death. He had like a, he saved everyone. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously there's going to be people like even for me I didn't expect him to die I didn't want him to die it was a great death scene though and it meant so much yeah. my only concern now is when they bring him back yeah it kind of defeats the purpose no you know what you're totally right like one will die but it's not going to be by the other's hand it's yeah. still, one one is going to sacrifice during the final battle against whatever the big bad is yep. And I can honestly see it being Godzilla, especially with them showing Godzilla in the trailers. It's kind of maybe looking like the villain, but also sneaking into well, things like, like they said too. Sneaking into things like, oh, he's not acting like himself. Something is wrong with Godzilla. Like saying that in the yeah. trailer, you know. And it also kind of, kind of ties into uh, why I don't think you should ever see a an evil live action Superman. Is so for Godzilla to suddenly be going against humanity, you tell the normal public, like the rest of the population, like, well, he was just mind controlled by this other bad guy. Yeah. They're, they're going to go, so what? I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. So what we're going to let him live so that something like this could happen again. No fucking kill him. That's it. You know? And it's, it'd be the same with Superman. They'd be like, so we just wait around till he snaps and goes crazy again. No, get him out of here. So, yeah, and, and also, like I said at the beginning of the CamCast, because we're talking about an American franchise with Japanese characters, Godzilla dying seems to be the one that makes the most sense. Yeah. No, after you said that, I totally agree. And, and I just thought of it, like, while we were talking about it, it was just one of those, like, yeah. oh, actually, that makes a lot of sense. Like, if Toho is going to continue Godzilla regardless in Japan, why not let Legendary have their Godzilla-like franchise in America with Kong? Exactly, exactly. And especially because now you have uh, Kong as the de facto king of the monsters. Yeah. So they'll call him King Kong more than once or twice in the movie and you'll be happy. <laughs> oh, yeah! You're like, yeah, they fucking, they fucking said it, Chris. They totally said it. They said, uh, it. They said it. They said it in Kong too. Yeah, but I missed that. But anyway. <laughs> now they said, they call him King around here. Never did they go King Kong. That's I. You're right. You're hey. right. They do. 
<laughs> I, it's it is a semantic argument, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to yeah. you. But yeah, so and and like I said at the beginning too, uh, there's no reason for them not to continue Godzilla in Japan. Yeah. Right. So. For sure. And they will. They will totally do it. <laughs> like. And they should. <laughs> yeah, they totally will. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's a, it's the third on the list. That's it. That's it. That's all. Right on. Thank you so much, Geek Pantsers. We really appreciate it. Did you cut? Oh, wait, okay, I'll do it. Fine, I'll do it. I'll. Oh do no, it. you 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 went. We really appreciate it, and I thought you froze. Oh, oh, <laughs> hilarious, hilarious. Okay. I was waiting for you to say all something. Right. You're like, I'm oh, fine. I'll do it. <laughs> You want to do it? You can go for it. <laughs> uh, it's not a chore, Geek Pantsers. You can catch us on YouTube. You can catch us on Facebook. You can catch us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can hear us on SoundCloud. You can hear us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And you can check basically Chris Fennick at uh, geekpantsmedia.com. Uh, you know, Ken and I have contributed, but it's primarily just Chris Fennick's site. So yeah. check it out if you want to catch uh just touch base with chris and if you do say hi yeah tell them we're thinking. hey how's it going <laughs> all righty we'll uh we'll be back with godzilla vs kong after it's released but in the meantime we're gonna be uh touching on wandavision and zack snyder's justice league yeah and it is so good yeah wow yeah Whoa, it'll be the first time we've actually touched upon a TV show I'm looking without me saying, hey, let's do Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> but, it leave, but it figures that we would do Daredevil five years too late. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the trick really is to do it as soon as the show is over. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, but yes, WandaVision. Then it's Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, at some point, I'll lament the proposed reboot for Superman. We'll get to that at some point in time. Mm -hmm. For sure. Like I said, thank you so much, guys. We really thank appreciate you. it. And thank you, Kenneth. You're welcome. Eh? 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 Okay, gone. Come on. Yeah. All right, here you go. Good job. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Only because I can't do a, a a really good impression of Godzilla. Yeah, it'd be weird if I don't even want to attempt it. Gotta get the stocky neck syndrome. <laughs> At least he still doesn't have the stub arms. Yeah. I yeah, love I love that he's got like a full length arm. Yeah. Instead of this. Yeah. Yeah, if you had the Shin Godzilla arms, he'd be fucking in Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, Shin Godzilla does this small. Oh, he's got like little tiny pinchers like this. Whoa! Weird. <laughs> it's huh. really weird looking. Weird. Okay, I'm yeah. still gonna check it out. So, yeah. all right. On that note, yeah.